Welcome to Belly Dance Alchemy, a captivating blend of the best elements of career and professional development and the magic of belly dance. I'm your host, Kelly Nottingham. Ready to make your day job sparkle and your dance life grow in new and inspiring ways? Let's see what we can brew up. In our last episode, we talked about managing the practical sides of job loss or job instability, and we covered items like getting our household budgets in order, networking for new job opportunities, and tying up loose ends as our old jobs either come to a close or potentially come to a close. Those pieces are super important to moving through that practical side of this transition that we're going through. Sometimes, though, we try to ignore the other side of the equation, the personal side. Job loss or potential job loss and the resulting instability from that can wreak havoc on our mental, emotional, and spiritual sides. And frankly, a lot of us just want to move on to the next job and shove all that squishy stuff back into its box, tape it shut, and ignore it. But hoping that the emotional or personal side of job loss will just magically go away on its own is setting us up to actually experience the rough stuff for longer. If we just look at it, acknowledge it, and process it, we can usually get through it faster and with less stress in the long run. This is especially true if you're in that weird limbo of not knowing if your job is going away or not. It's not a pleasant place to be in. Trust me, I know. And the anxiety and stress and frustration that can bubble up in that situation can literally sabotage your chances for success. Instead, let's use our mental and emotional responses as learning opportunities. They're trying to teach us something after all. So what can we learn? Let's dig into what's going on behind the curtain of our professional veneer when we're dealing with job loss. So in this episode, we will be discussing what emotions we often deal with during times of job instability or job loss, how job loss can affect our identity, how our reactions are tied to the stories we tell ourselves about the situation, some ways to deal with these emotions in a productive way so we can move through them faster, and at the end, I'll post some questions you can ask yourself so that you can start to process through some of this stuff more easily. Let's get started with the emotions that we often deal with during times of job instability or job loss. So some key emotions that you may find yourself experiencing, shock, denial, anger, frustration, or acceptance. Now we talked about these in a previous episode about change management. That was in November of 2020. It makes sense to talk about those specific reactions to change since job loss obviously can be a huge change. But let's talk about those a bit more in detail, and then we'll move on to some other emotional responses to job loss. All right, shock and denial. Right after hearing the news, you may feel like you're in shock, or you may deny that you're actually losing your job. What does shock look like? It really kind of looks like going on autopilot a lot of the time. You just sort of keep doing the same thing until your brain can finally process what's actually happening. So what about denial? Well, surely the company made a mistake in laying me off. It couldn't be me. Maybe if I do extra work this week, they'll just change their minds. So that's what denial looks like. So shock 
can be losing your job unexpectedly, and it can be very jarring, and it may take time to sink in that it's actually happening. We then move into denial, where we try to find ways mentally to keep it from happening, or we deny that it's happening, or we're bargaining around it not happening. All right, so what about anger and frustration? I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. It's totally normal to feel anger or frustration about a situation or around the circumstances surrounding a job loss. You may find yourself being angry and blaming leadership or the economy or yourself. Usually when layoffs happen, it's a blend of a lot of different circumstances, but in the moment, it's easier for our brains to focus on one villain, even if that villain is ourselves. Anger likes to simmer. And anger likes to spread to other people. So it's crucial that we get a handle on this one before we sabotage ourselves. Acceptance. Now, this is the point in our change emotions where we know the change is happening. We acknowledge it's happening. We're not in denial anymore, and we've hopefully moved past anger at least most of the time. We might not be happy that the change is happening, but we're acknowledging that it is. And it's at this point that we can start to pick up our pieces of our lives to move forward. All right, so those are common responses we see during times of general change. Let's explore some other emotions and responses that pop up frequently when we're going through a job loss. One huge one is anxiety and fear. The uncertainty of the future, of what lies ahead, what's coming down the line, can bring on feelings of anxiety, worry, and tremendous amounts of fear. You may have concerns about financial stability, finding a new job, providing for yourself and your family, and this is completely normal because our basic needs feel threatened. Can we afford groceries? Will we lose our home? Can I keep making payments on my car? What are we going to do without health insurance? And if you're a natural worrier, not a warrior, a worrier, (laughs) you may experience this anxiety and fear even if your job isn't gone. Rumors or suspicions that you might lose your job can be enough to trigger this worry mode. You're just basically then waiting for the other shoe to drop. Of course, it's normal to worry about those things. But the key is to not let the fear and anxiety swallow us up. So in our last episode, we talked about some ways to plan for these basic needs, and that alone can help to alleviate some of the anxiety and fear, especially that anticipatory anxiety. Start prepping for those basic needs in advance to help with that. Now, there are some other tools we'll be discussing a little bit later to help even more. Another emotion that you may experience is sadness, and that may actually morph into grief. It might sound a little melodramatic to talk about grieving over a lost job, but losing a job can bring about a sense of loss and mourning, and it's usually about more than just the job. You might feel like you are permanently losing friends and colleagues or status that came from your job or a sense of purpose that came with your work. You might feel like you're losing all of the time that you spent invested in that company or job, especially if you're a person who tends to give over a lot of your uh, sense of self to your job. You may feel like you're losing your identity, especially if you take great pride in your work or your title or your expertise or being part of a company that you worked for. 
Next up is shame and embarrassment. Some people may feel embarrassment or shame about losing their job. Now, we might worry about how others perceive us or struggle with that lower sense of self-worth that may come from losing a job. It's important to say that embarrassment and shame aren't the same thing. Embarrassment is a response to something that might threaten our image of ourselves, but the situation is temporary and it's not necessarily founded on the idea that something's intrinsically wrong with us. Now, shame, on the other hand, goes much deeper and is tied to an idea that there's something morally or deep down wrong with us. Another kind of simplified way to think about it is this. Embarrassment is due to something externally going wrong, while shame is usually more associated with something within us internally being wrong. And our sense of shame or embarrassment is tightly tied to what we tell ourselves about ourselves and the situation that we're in. Again, more on this later. Rejection and low self-esteem. Job loss can sometimes trigger feelings of rejection. This might lead us to feel less self-assured. We have lower self-esteem. We may have lower confidence, especially if we tie our self-worth to our professional accomplishments. Now, there's that sense of identity rearing its head again. And these emotions can then ripple out to difficulty in applying for new jobs or salary negotiations or making decisions. This sometimes shows up when you start looking for jobs again and you look through the job description and you say, I just don't even know if I can do any of this anymore. That is that rejection, low self-esteem showing up. All right, the next emotion or reaction that you might be dealing with is relief. Now that may seem odd, but sometimes we may actually experience a sense of relief after losing a job if we were really miserable or going through a ton of significant stress in our last job. Now, this can bring up a lot of mixed emotions because we may be feeling relief at the same time that we're feeling those other and negative emotions as well, or the stress related to those negative emotions. It's kind of like putting ice in a room temperature drink to cool it down. Until everything sort of mellows out and blends together, you'll end up hitting those nice cool spots in the drink and then the ucky warm spots in the drink. So... Forgive yourself, be kind to yourself if you are feeling relief. It is, it can be absolutely normal to feel that way. All right, next up we have hope and opportunity. Over time, as we process our reactions and our emotions and we begin to search for new opportunities and those new pathways in our lives, we may start to feel a budding sense of hope and possibility. Now this is great because it means we're turning a corner on our job loss journey. And this can provide new motivation and excitement about the future. The key here is not to beat yourself up if you're trying to get to hope and opportunity, but you're still feeling some of the other stuff first. We have to take these in order and let them process through. So a change of job or career can really wreak havoc on our sense of identity and confidence, because we sometimes perceive we're having to start all over again. We might be a, a newbie, the, the new person who doesn't know what's going on. Because of that, we may feel a loss of status. Now, this is true for those of us who've been laid off or furloughed and those who might think it happened. You may already start to feel that nervousness. So here's some questions to think about uh, as you're processing through maybe 
how you identify with your work and the story that you're telling yourself about your potential job loss. How do you identify yourself with your career? Do you feel a sense of pride or security, especially if you've been at the same job for a long time? You may identify with those friends and that becomes your social circle. Your colleagues become your social circle. You may pride yourself on being the expert in what you do or knowing all of that tribal information, so to speak, at your former company that you're now going to lose. Maybe you enjoy feeling useful at your job. Maybe you pride yourself on being a good provider for your family at home. So what narrative do you use when you think about your job or career? What do you tell yourself about the role of work in your life? Now, how could a change of job affect this? This is where it can get really important to actually just sit down and write some of this out. We talk about journaling a lot on this show, and I find it very useful to just sit down sometimes and write this stuff out, because once you get it on paper, you can start to address it. Maybe you need to write out your list of concerns or fears about losing your job. Maybe you're afraid you're going to lose your friends. Maybe you're afraid you're going to lose your home, your future stability, the ability to retire someday. Um, Maybe you're afraid that it's going to cause a lot of stress for your family. Maybe you're concerned about your routine getting switched up and not knowing if you need to move or not knowing what the future can hold in general. Writing these things down and acknowledging the feelings that are coming up for you will help you process through them. Unacknowledged feelings can really fester into a general feeling of anxiety or numbness or exhaustion. Now, it's very important right now. I'm going to go ahead and put this back out there. Feelings are not bad or good, valid or invalid. They just are. They are chemical responses that are popping up according to what our body and our minds are telling us about a situation. I've mentioned before my friend who was a Taoist priest who told me one time that emotions only last for 90 seconds. And I didn't believe him until I did some neuro research on this and found out that yes, The chemicals that flood your brain when you're feeling an emotion last about 90 seconds until they dissipate out. They last longer when we feed them. So this is why it's important for us to understand the feelings, the emotions, and the thoughts that are going through our minds and coursing through our bodies as we're dealing with job loss or job insecurity. It's only in recognizing them that we can begin to feed the good side, the productive side, and help to calm our systems down that may be feeling anxious or fearful or angry. That being said, our emotions and the thoughts that go behind our emotions can affect our physical bodies. This is why we talk about feeling something in the pit of our stomach, or we might have butterflies in our stomach, or we might feel heart sick about something. So where in your body are you feeling your insecurity or your fear about losing your job? Now, that idea, that example that I just gave you about, you know, feeling something in the pit of our stomach also shows that our reactions or feelings are tied to what we tell ourselves about a situation, our perceptions of what's going on, our self-talk, 
and any memories of similar situations that we've witnessed or lived through. My sister has often told me that fear and excitement are opposite sides of the same coin. It's all in what we tell ourselves about the situation and our place in it. So what are you telling yourself about your work situation right now? That you're not qualified enough to keep and that's why they got rid of you? Or that your work isn't valuable or that they don't appreciate you, that you were treated unfairly, or that losing your job is somehow shameful or embarrassing? Whether or not these are true, honestly, it doesn't matter. It's how the perceptions that you're telling yourself about the situation are affecting you. Admitting or acknowledging our feelings can make us feel less in control of a situation. Suppressing those feelings will usually only make them bubble over and make us feel even less control in the long run. So even though it may feel that admitting or acknowledging our feelings are going to make us feel worse, they can actually make us feel better. If you think that you need to talk it out, find a trusted friend to talk to, or you can find a counselor or therapist to talk to. In the last episode, I talked about reaching out to employee assistance programs that are being offered by your employer. Take advantage of them. Journal or let out your emotions in a healthy way. I'm not talking about punching your wall to let out your anger. If you need to punch something, punch a pillow or go to a boxing class and punch a punching bag. Write a letter to the CEO of your former company telling him or her everything you want to say about how crappy you were treated and how miserable the company is. Just don't send it. I personally like to write stuff like that down and then burn it. Realize, too, that you don't control the entire situation. This is absolutely critical. We have to understand our spheres of control. What can we control in this situation? Well, we can control our reactions to our emotions, how we behave in the situation. We can control what we tell ourselves about the situation. We can focus on, you know, our relationships and making sure that we're keeping those healthy. We can control what we do to move ourselves forward, our finances, and we can control our job search. Well, what can't we control in the situation? We can't control the larger economy or the job market. We can't control other people's business decisions. We can't control other people's emotions and their reactions or behaviors. Once you've identified what you can control, you can start to work on those things. And more importantly, we can identify what we can't control and start to let go of trying. Let go of what you can't control and focus on what you can. So what can we control? Awareness of our emotional states. So what helps you to feel more grounded or settled? Maybe it's talking through emotions. Maybe it's talking through your frustrations. Maybe it's doing something creative. Maybe it's working out. Maybe it's taking a walk outside or planting a flower somewhere, whatever it might be. Become aware of your emotional states. The sooner you become aware of how you're reacting emotionally, the sooner you are able to start addressing it. Track what you're feeling and track what you're doing. You're going to start seeing patterns. Are you sleeping? Are you eating healthy food? Are you moving your body? Are you connecting with other people? Or are you watching too much TV and staying up late? 
eating junk food, sitting on your couch all day, and completely becoming a hermit because you don't want to talk to anybody. Once you start to see your reaction patterns, you're going to begin to understand how that is affecting your emotional states, your mental states, and your resulting behaviors. What can you do in place of those negative behaviors or those behaviors that may be holding you back? What can you do instead to make yourself feel better? So we've talked about what you might be telling yourself about this situation. Well, what is an unemotional way of looking at the situation? Play by play or just the facts. Take out the what if catastrophizing or the assumptions and the feelings of being wronged. You can't control what others do, remember? Looking at the situation instead from a this is what is happening or what's happened. Losing your job does not mean that you've lost or might lose who you are. You can also look at what positives that you've gotten from the job. What did you learn on this job? How has your life been bettered by the job? And if you're still in the job, what would you like to learn or who would you like to connect with before you potentially go? Imagine looking back on this situation in five to 10 years. What would you say about the situation once your emotions have cooled off? This can help us to sort of reframe the situation away from what we're losing and looking instead at what we've gained, being grateful for the opportunity we've had and using that information to help us move forward into the future. Be sure not to hermit yourself away from your family and your support network. Tell people what's going on. Be realistic. Don't try to hide the possible job loss or the need to cut back on spending, you know, being able to go out with your friends. Don't catastrophize the situation either, but utilize your family and support network. They're going to want to help you. And this goes as well for that networking that we just talked about in the previous episode. It's so important to talk to your professional network about what has happened, keeping it professional, keeping it positive and focused on the future. If you feel like you can't do that quite yet, then don't go on social media. Don't go on there and start talking about everything that's going wrong, because once it's out there, it's out there. Take the time to connect one-on-one with people and work through some of what you're going through. Now, I have a philosophy that I have shared with lots of people who've taken my um, professional development workshops and training programs before that's called being a mercenary for yourself. Now, I don't mean a mercenary like a pirate. I mean a mercenary like a person who utilizes their skills to move themselves into favorable positions. What do I mean by this? Know that your job security and your life security depends on you, not 100% on a company. Your skills, your abilities are what provide you with job security. You can always get another job. You are not reliant on one company to provide you with a livelihood. There are plenty of other companies out there. Make sure that you keep connected with people so that you know that those connections will still exist. Now, job insecurity and job loss provides an excellent opportunity to think through some big questions. Look at me being an optimist. All right, so here we go. What am I telling myself about losing my job? What meaning am I giving to this event that happened to me? 
Do I like the work I do? What do I like about it? What do I dislike about it? Do I find my work or career fulfilling? Why or why not? Does my work match my personal and professional values? Do I have a healthy relationship with my work? If not, how can I repair that? Is there something else I'd like to try before I retire? Is there any education or skills that would help me in my career that I could work on now? Do I have work-life harmony or balance, if you prefer that term? What can I do to get better harmony? Where would I like to be with my work and career in the next three years? What does that look like? And what in that vision do I control? Job insecurity and layoffs or reductions in force, RIFs, are sadly a standard practice nowadays. Long gone are the days when you work for a company for 35 years and retire with your gold pocket watch. That means, though, that layoffs are also no longer really considered by society as a thing to be embarrassed by or ashamed of. It's so common that nowadays people don't question why you got laid off. It's just a business decision. Now, it doesn't mean that it makes it an easy situation to handle from both the emotional side to those practical aspects we talked about in the last episode. But it also means you don't have to feel shame or embarrassment about losing your job. You will get through this. You will come through that doorway into another chapter of your life, and you will be able to look back on this time as a pivot point. Know that it's okay to do nothing for a little while if you have the luxury to do so. The stages of change, like grief, take some time to process through. If you need to just sit around and watch old Charlie's Angels episodes for a while, do it. And don't feel a need to make excuses. When your energy starts to build again, then start taking action. If you don't have that luxury of taking some breathing and recuperation time, which most of us don't, understand that you need to be even more aware of your mental and emotional states. You're jumping from one stressful situation into another. Even though getting a new job is a good thing, it's definitely stressful. So take care of yourself and focus on awareness of your internal dialogue the stories you're telling yourself about what happened at your last job, and your emotional states. Changing jobs is like walking through one doorway from one part of yourself to another. If you can, cultivate some curiosity by asking yourself about the positive things that might happen. What if? What if can become an exercise in releasing negative emotions if you allow yourself to imagine the possibilities opening up before you? Breathe and be kind to yourself. And best of luck, everyone. Okay, here's a quick aside. If you have as one of your new goals for this year to find a job that you really enjoy, but you're having a hard time writing your resume, I can absolutely help with that. I have an online resume course that walks you through the process step-by-step using my 20-plus years of corporate training and development experience to help you craft a resume that's really going to make you shine. If you're interested, I will link to it in the show notes. Right now we are running uh, that course for only $57. You get lifetime usage out of that course. You can go back and review as many times as you would like. So if you're interested in growing your 
uh, expertise in writing your own resume and preparing for your interviews with that resume. And if you'd like to support me and podcast, I would appreciate it. Thanks. Well, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and share the magic with your dance friends. If you want more, you can sign up for our mailing list at bellydancealchemy.org or you can email me your suggestions and feedback. I would love to hear from you at bellydancealchemypodcast at gmail.com. Bye. Thank you.